0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, guys, I'm Cy. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Welcome to the weekly football news live. We're going to talk a bit of everything as we discuss the world of the beautiful game. We're going to talk transfer rumors, completed transfers, sales, thought, everything we can think of. Please do get involved. Just giving the show a little bit of a share. Hopefully you guys will also do that. Helps us out a great deal. Um, yeah, just getting it out there. isn't it? Get the people joining the conversation because that's what it's all about. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Give it a retweet, a share, whatever it may be, whatever you're watching on. I know you're all watching because I can see the numbers during and after. So I know there's people watching and we do very well with the audio downloads as well. So please do give it a share. Let's get it out there. Let's get more people involved in the conversation. But um, lots to discuss, as it were. Let's give that Twitter a quick retweet. And there we go. Right then, guys, welcome. I'm sorry, in case I didn't already say that. Let's have a chit chat. Let's talk some football. Please talk some football. There is lots to discuss. Um, we'll just we'll just kind of hang fire a little bit as we wait for some people to join. But um, it's always good fun, Friday night. Um, so basically, it was supposed to be last night, uh, as we discussed earlier in the week, when we did the Cardiff show. But um, uh, my wife's away t- tonight, so uh, yesterday I spent some time with her rather than doing a podcast and then do the podcast tonight while well, she's not here works out great for everyone um but I appreciate you joining me because it's Friday so I know you know some people have got lives and like myself we're going to talk Mason Mount to United another bid has gone in we're going to talk Manchester City potentially hijacking old Declan Rice steal to uh, Arsenal which is really interesting um I've got a theory on that and how he's going to fit into that because I saw some people sort of saying oh yeah Declan Rice he's you know man City don't need him but I, I've got an argument for that obviously he was uh good other than leaving as well uh, among other things so there's there's lots to discuss lots of shows and stuff like that lots of teams lots of rumors lots of everything let's discuss it if you're on Twitter retweet if you're on Facebook share if you're on YouTube share share get the people involved let's have a discussion about the beautiful game and if you aren't already do sign up to patreoncom nation. Helps us out so much, and of course keeps the channel going. Got some exciting stuff going tomorrow. We drop a new episode of My Story, which features uh, Welsh champion, Celtic champion, Kieran Gethin joining me, and uh, it's a really thought-provoking show talking about all sorts of subjects. Boxing, of course, is his book, um, his, his stint into promotion. It was actually surprisingly uh, quite an emotional show it was a bit uh, at some points so it was really interesting if you like the podcast in audio form you're probably already listening to it but um big thank you to the sports post sports social podcast network the uk's first dedicated sports podcast network um they have got so many podcasts including all of ours um David Siemens, off the top of my head, there's a couple of cricket and It's just got so many big, big names. Get involved at sportssocial.co.uk. Follow all of his podcast nations, individual podcasts through them as well. But big shout out to them for all the support as ever. Robert Boyle, welcome, my friend. It's Friday evening. So, you know, people are having a couple of beers in the garden, chilling out. Let's talk some foosball. Um, first story so before we get into like the big boys and all this sort of rubbish let's talk about Ruben Nevers right Wolves midfielder has moved to uh Al Hilal in uh, Saudi Arabia for 47 million good money for Wolves they needed that as well because they've um in a bit of a black hole with the old financial fair play but he's 26. he is at the peak of his powers if you like uh he's been linked with United he's been linked with Arsenal, being linked with Barcelona, being linked with all these teams, 26 years old, proven himself in the Premier League. Is it a backwards step to move to Saudi Arabia at the age of 26? He scored 30 goals in 253 appearances during a six-season stay at Wolves. He's been a phenomenal player for Wolves. And um, I'm kind of caught in between because I don't... I don't um, I don't, criticize, I don't want to criticise anyone for chasing the bag, you know. Um, and he's going to get paid nicely, set him up for life. But let's be honest. If you're a first-team Premier League footballer for any of the teams in the Premier League, you're getting paid more in a week than most people like myself or whoever get paid in a year. OK, so they're already set up for life. So, what do you want at the end of your career? Yes, you want to, you know you've already got the nice house and the nice car and the, your family set up and your kids are set up forever. Like, surely you want medals, and you want to show a bit of ambition and and, and be able to look back on your career on special moments on Champions League wins on title victories, etc. So, granted, chances are at Wolves, Ruben Neves probably wasn't going to get that. But if he had gone to United, Arsenal, Barcelona, all the clubs who were linked with him, he still would have got paid handsomely, by the way. But he would have maybe won some very um, prestigious trophies through his career. And we're going to talk about ambition and trophies and stuff and how important they are a bit later when we discuss Harry Kane. But I don't criticise really everyone for, for, know, for getting the money. Like I'm sure he's getting paid a boatload of cash. They're backing up that dumper truck as 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 we talk, and they're emptying cash into his empty swimming pool. Um, and I'm sure it'll be lovely to go and move out to Saudi Arabia. And look, in a few few years' time, the Saudi Arabian league may be like the Pro League, maybe one of the top leagues in the world. Maybe the way they're putting money into it, if that continues, it will be. But as we saw with China, they kind of got a load of investors spent a lot of cash got people players out there who they could you know paying them a fortune and then that stopped and after a couple of years because they realized it wasn't financially viable you know Oscars still stuff there, mind, and there's a few others out there still plying their trade but generally the the ridiculous wages kind of eased off a bit whereas did you know the Saudis, as we discussed recently like the Middle East and these countries, they don't declare how rich they are. They're so, so rich. Like you've got like um, Jim Ratcliffe as an instance is like the richest man in the UK or whatever, whatever is, whatever they kind of portray him as. But that's because they declare their earnings from different European companies and stuff like that, the Saudis and the Qatar and, and Dubai. and this, They don't declare how much money they got. They have literally got trillions, mega trillions, just just ridiculous amounts of wealth like if they want to just spend like ridiculous money every day on these players they will and I think the signing of Ruben Neves can be one of two things depending on how you as a person view football if you view it through kind of cynical eyes it's like oh he's gone for the money you know whatever money grabber he's not interested in football trophies blah, blah blah Or you can see it as he is someone who wants to change the game. He wants to be the first. He wants to be the guy who went to the Saudi League in his prime, the first one, to a trendsetter. And then when the Saudi League in a few years is one of the best leagues in the, in the world, he can say, I was one of the first lot who went out there. Depends how you look at it, I guess. Um, Rob Boyle says uh, he's obviously not a fan of football, Fuck that. And any other player out of his on his or above level chasing money who realistically don't need it. And that's the thing. I think realistically they don't need it. And I think, look, Benzema, Ronaldo, don't blame them. End of their career. They've made shitload of money, won the trophies. Why not just get one big bag to finish? Wicked. Great for them. But when you're going at 26 in your peak, when you've literally got... The biggest clubs in the world wanting to sign you, like this man's had Barcelona, United, Man United. Wouldn't be surprised if Madrid were in there as well. Arsenal's, Chelsea's, all these clubs wanted to have a bit of Ruben Nevers at some point in the last couple of years, but he's gone to Saudi. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it, but I think part of me is very disappointed. Good for Saudi though, like it is ultimately. Um, looks like I think Koulibaly's gone out there from Chelsea. We discussed that. I don't want to go over the same stuff with the investment side of it. It is what it is. Um, Bruno, is it Bruno? Uh, who's going out there from Man City? Uh, Bernardo Silva is going out there from Man City by the looks of it on a few year deal. Like, it's just a I don't know where I stand on it with Bernardo Silva because I think he's a bit older, but I don't think he's like, oh, come on. Bernardo Silva, let's have a look. Um, Bernardo Silva, 28. So he's not even that much, he's two years older. Bernardi, Bernardo Silva is 28, just went to travel. He's got a PSG after him, he's got all these clubs, and he's going to go to Saudi with you know, Neves. I just don't get it at all. Like, honestly, how much money do you need, really? Um, You got OAP players, but I get the likes of. Uh, so Rob says, yeah, the OE, the the OAP players, I get. He says, but the likes of Neves and Bernardo Bernardo Silva get in the bin. Uh, Tommy Tornado is back in the house. He says, do you think the Saudi League will grow? Um, and yeah, you're right. He says Bernardo Silva's 29. What a joke! Like guess what I mean? Ruben Neves, Bernardo Silva, they're in the, they're at the peak, the peak of their powers. And going out to the Saudi League just feels a bit like, Neh. but yeah, it is what it is. I saw would like, and then you look at, um, I can never pronounce his name, good, 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 um, obviously just had a won the FA Cup and the travel for his team, club captain of uh, Manchester City, he's gone to Barcelona. Well, that shows where his ambition is because he's a bit older and he wants to go and he's just won the treble he's on a free transfer could have made absolute bank which i'm sure he did by the way you know barcelona are not paying him in pennies um but he's gone to barcelona because he wants more trophies he wants more career highlights career moments because ultimately moments and career trophies and winning things is what matters because uh, once you earn a certain amount of money, it doesn't really matter, does it? Let's be honest. If you're a Premier League footballer and you get paid twenty grand a week or more, and let's be honest, twenty grand a week is like the very bottom, bottom, bottom tier. That's the uh, the academy players who've come through their teams and are not on the same wages as their teammates. Twenty grand a week. You're getting paid, and a lot of people get paid. You're getting paid a lot more in a week for playing football, and that's not including sponsors and all the rest of the shit they get, than some people get a year in this country. And it's like you're picking money over legacy, exactly what Tommy Tornado has just said there. I, I really I find it poor. Look, I haven't watched a great deal of the Saudi League. I watched a little bit of Ronaldo's games, like some highlights and that it just looks like kind of league 1 standard with a couple of really good there is some good players and look maybe it's better than league 1 actually because like the saudi team the international team they looked half decent in the world cup i'm not saying they looked amazing but they looked they at least looked like they belonged there they didn't embarrass themselves they had some good players who play top level football and if they can keep signing top level players to that league then, of course, it's going to improve as long as it doesn't end up like what China did, where they paid all these wages for like two years, obscene amounts, then realised it wasn't viable and then stopped. And this is what it is. Um, and look, Bernardo Silva is just like good it's just won the treble, right? So like, yeah, maybe you could say, what else can he do? But like, ultimately, stay 32 gone to Barca and he's going to go and have trophies and, and all that sort of stuff and I just find it a bit a bit of a sickner. like all right let's be honest right let's say Ruben never had no one to go to and the only options he had was like teams at the similar sort of level as Wolves and he was like oh you know maybe go to Celtic or like oh, maybe a lower league German team and they were his only options and he was like oh do you know I'm going to go and just take the bag and and, but like this man could have signed for the the biggest football clubs in the world so what's he doing quite frankly what the fuck is he doing um but that's that's one story um what should we move on to next what shall we move on to next well I'll tell you what being the professional that I am and uh, you know I love to link things together we talk about ambition and legacy where we talk about these players who were signing first into the Saudi Arabian league at their age. What do you think of Harry Kane? 29 year left on his contract previously tried to force a move a couple of years back to Man City by not turning up to training. Um, you know, uh, tried to force his way over, didn't get a move, um, got called by Rodri unprofessional when he was doing that. And by the way, he was like, 27 26 37 then when he tried to force his move and he didn't get it then there was supposedly some sort of agreement that he'd be allowed to leave and he wasn't if harry kane doesn't force a move this summer so harry kane's 29 30 i think soon or if not already he's in the last year of his contract he's never won a trophy apart from golden boot If he stays, if he doesn't put a transfer request in, is he showing a lack of ambition? If he doesn't try his very best to force a move, probably to United, but let's say just force a move, is he showing a lack of ambition? Is he being, is he not being brave? Because I think if he stays at Tottenham next season, I think he will end up signing another contract. And then you'll be there forever oh great you'll be a one club man right do you know what the difference is between previous one club men who get celebrated your jamie carrigers your ryan giggs your guy Neville's, these one club heroes legends of the premier league The difference is they won trophies they won every trophy there was to win apart from in Carragher's case he didn't win the league title but he won the champions league he won fa cups the rest of it Harry Kane, if he stays at Spurs, will not win a trophy, right? If he doesn't force a move now to United while they need a striker, I think it shows a massive lack of ambition. He needs to, he knows that Daniel Levy is difficult to deal with. So he should be saying, no, I've given you my whole of my 20s. Now it's time that you let me go and do this for me. He wants the Premier League goal scoring record, so I think that's why he'll end up staying in the Premier League. But I think he's got to do it. And, And let's be honest, next summer he'll be free if he doesn't sign another contract, which I think he would. But if he doesn't, he'll be free next year. But he's also going to be 31, or 30, coming on 31. So will he have the same suitors? Will he still be capable? The reason United want him now is because they need a striker for now, not like a youngster who may come good. They need someone now who's going to bag them 20, 30 goals a season. He fits the bill. If he doesn't come then they need to get someone else and stuff like that, like, I just think it's a massive lack of ambition because at the end of your career, yeah, you might be the record goals scorer, but if you've never won a trophy, I'm just not sure that's... Look, everyone's different and you've got a nice house and a nice, you know, you got all the money in the world. Rackle Premier League goal scorer, great. Never won a Premier League, never won an FA Cup, never won a. And I say this because he is—he has the ability to, to win those things. He now has the opportunity to go to clubs who could win those things with his help. So, so uh, Tommy Tornado says, "Where would he go in the Prem? He wouldn't go to a London club." Yeah, and I think. That's true. I think he wouldn't go anywhere in London. So I think at the moment... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. It's United or Madrid. And I think he probably would end up going to United now just simply because they need a striker. It seems to kind of fit all together. And I think in that Ten Hag system, I think he'd be quality. He'd score a shitload of goals playing with Bruno and, and Rashford and that, he'd score a load of goals. Um, but I mean... What other options are there? Chelsea will try and sign him, obviously, because Chelsea will try and sign everyone. And obviously, potch is there, I think, will obviously make a difference. He'll try try to. I don't think he'd be allowed to go there. Um, don't think Man City would want him, although Man City do like to have, like, every player under a sun. Um, I don't think Liverpool need him now because they signed... Um, what's his face? I forgot his name. Someone will tell me the guy they signed and the striker who's not been that great but he's, they'll stick with him for another season. So, like, next season on a free, he might be, you know, he may still be going strong, and and there may be clubs, but a lot can change in a year. So, to me, should be forcing the move, or at the very least, should be having a conversation with Daniel Levy saying, look, I gave you my 20s, let me go. Um, Rob, you're spot on about Newcastle. I'm going to talk about them. They are doing some quiet, sneaky, quality signings. Um, where's that question which tommy asked tommy tornado says uh does jamie vardy have a better legacy than harry kane at the moment he does i think he's won a league title won an fa cup leicester's record goal scorer i believe as well so cool, i think he's his legacy is stronger than harry kane's i don't think it's even a t- debate really if uh, I'm sure Tottenham fans would try and argue otherwise, but ultimately it's about winning trophies. And it's not about winning individual trophies. The only individual trophy which matters at the end of your career is the Ballon d'Or. Golden boots, lovely at the time, great achievement, means you're doing well in your career. But when you look back at the end of your career, if all you've got is a couple of golden boots, I don't think that means anywhere near as much as having a Premier League winner's medal, an FA Cup winner's medal, plus a couple of golden boots. The only individual trophy that matters at the end of your career is the Ballon d'Or, I believe. Um, but tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, so Newcastle's a really interesting one. Um, Newcastle fans are so touchy, man, on, on social media because... this is only my opinion so people can tell me if i'm wrong i think it's because newcastle have kind of always almost been like people's not second club but they always kind of people like them they play good football but they haven't really been like challenging and that they're a big club within their sort of the north and and everyone kind of likes them yeah entertaining etc etc and then when they got taken over by the Saudis there was a little bit of pushback particularly from the uh, LGBT um like magpies that like pushback from that side of it but a lot of Newcastle fans especially like the well-known ones like Yashiras and the rest of them they kind of were very quiet about the Saudi thing and then when the Qatar things come up for United there has been because United are obviously a big big deal and they get clicks and stuff on news That has kind of blown up a bit more and people have said, oh, state ownership, this, state ownership, that. And then it's come back on Newcastle, I think, a bit, and they've taken a bit more criticism through that. And I see the Newcastle fans getting a little bit touchy. Um, But when the Saudis took over last year, me and Rodri were like, they have got so much money. Like, they can spend, like, in terms of just money from a pot, they could blow Man City out of the water obviously there's rules in place to make sure that you've got a financial fair play all that shit. but they never quite they spent a bit last summer like last summer in January and they brought in some good young players and some good players I think Eddie Howe's done a wicked job tremendous job but I do also think there's like this thing of is he looking over his shoulder are they just waiting for him to go on a bit of a bad run and they're going to sack him and try and bring in like whoever the fashionable big name is as the manager. We don't know. At the moment, it seems like they're doing things properly. Um, they've signed Sandro Tonali, 23 um, year old Italian international, 43 million bid. They had a 43 million pound bid rejected initially, and now he's signed. Um, he signed on like a six year deal. I think it's 60 million. He is a phenomenal footballer. Like, he is a really, really good footballer um and I honestly I think that's such a good sign in. um and Newcastle have been like sneaking around like while everyone's talking about Mason Mountain and Declan Rice and all these people what's United doing what's City doing what's Chelsea doing what's Arsenal doing Newcastle super super clever man just getting to in because I think I honestly think that if there wasn't distractions of Declan Rice and Mason Mount and 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 the Qatar sale and things like that. I think United, Chelsea, Arsenal would be in for Tonali. and Eddie Howe has done bits by moving him in. Great signing. Um, they've been linked with James Madison heavily as well. Be another really really good signing for him. Um, so it's going to be interesting where how they who they bring in now because they got Champions League. And I think they got Champions League before people expected. I think people were more expecting them to challenge to get in that top four this year. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting how they do, because if they pull off two or three more signings of that calibre, particularly the age of him, man, like he could be like exceptional for them for a few years, you know. But the other side of it is like, Will that squad hold out mentally? We saw what happened to Arsenal with a young squad, who kind of didn't—they weren't used to being in that position—and ultimately, Man City were too too much for them. So, does that you know? Will Newcastle maybe struggle when next year, if Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, United, City, all the big boys or traditional big boys, if they're all going at it for the top four, how will the Newcastle squad deal with that? I think. They keep making signings like that. They'll be way, way up there. Um, So look at a couple of the comments. Tommy Tornado says that only thing on Newcastle United have a better chance of winning something in the next few years, in my opinion. I agree with that. Um, I think Ten Hag showed enough in his first season that if United if United back the manager, he will get them back to where they feel that they should be if they back him but you know an interesting little wave in that is there's been a few reports that Ten Hag's been getting pissed off because they the sale is interfering with the transfer window and they can't get the players over the line they lost Kim Min-J to Bayern they lost Timber to or they certainly Timber went to Arsenal and they weren't in maybe they've been linked with him before so they it's they, definitely holding things up I know they've been linked with Rabiot and free, and that doesn't seem to have been over the line. Obviously, you've got Mason Mount, and they wanted Declan Rice, apparently, and they weren't kind of involved in the conversation still this week. But we'll talk about Declan Rice in a minute. Um, But, I mean, if... So, we talked earlier in the week about managers. uh, Like, if you can't get your players in and the board tries to tell you who to buy, you should walk away because you're ultimately the one who's going to get the blame and get fired if you don't get the players in that you want. So if you're working with someone else's players and then you get the blames, you should walk away. But there's another aspect to that as well, is if the board won't back you, especially at a club the size of United, so they should back Ten Hag. And this has been one of their problems in recent years, is Mourinho got second, they didn't back him the season after, when he could have pushed on and maybe challenged in the Champions League or for the Premier League title. Solskjaer finished second and third, and they didn't back him that year. And again, they finished third, got to two cup finals. Ten Hag proves that he can work. He did it on a bit of a shoestring with lone players and stuff. Like back him with the players he wants early, and he's shown that he'll be up there. They haven't so far backed him. Well, it's early days, though. It's early days. But some of the best, some of the players he wants are going elsewhere. So we say it is different. It's difficult. It's difficult. Um, Kane is three or, three or four years left at the top, maybe more. Yeah. And I think the way he plays, like he drops deep and he's not, you know, he's not like a Rashford or someone who's playing in behind. He drops deep and links up play, gets a lot of assists and goals. Like he can play for another three or four years at the top. But another year at Tottenham to go on free, like things change. Like United, for instance, can't go another season without a striker. So they, if he, if Kane's not going to them, they've got to get someone else. And as it stands at the moment, the other clubs don't need a striker. So things can change, of course. But Harry Kane's got to make a decision, in my opinion. Uh, Tommy Tornado, waiting for someone big to invest in the Welsh capital. Yeah, we've been waiting for that for a long time, mate. And it just doesn't come uh more chance of saudi club paying 50 million for gary Medine than us getting lucky with an owner so i'll put this question to you tommy which uh, someone asked me in the chat on wednesday in wednesday show is would you be happy with cardiff getting state ownership from saudi qatar dubai etc would you be all right with that if cardiff got taken over by state ownership my answer at the time was I don't want I, w- I don't want any state ownership I wouldn't want the Welsh government or the UK government to be in charge it's not a middle east thing it's a state thing I don't want a state government because then you are you just do automatically become a political pawn for that state it's just the way it is because you're all forever linked so whatever that government does so imagine your club was owned by Tony Blair and during the Iraq war like you'd be forever entwined with that You know, so I just think I would prefer not to be state-owned, but I'm a massive fucking hypocrite, like a lot of football fans, in that I want my club to go as high as possible and win things, and the only way to do that currently, really, is to have investment and a billionaire owner. So I would be happy to have it. So there we go. And Kai Havertz has gone to Arsenal, sixty-five million. Pound £65 million for Kai Havertz. Now, I'm not saying that that's a massive waste of money and they've been mugged off, but can somebody tell me, like, am I missing something? Two years ago, he scored a Champions League final winner, but in his two years at Chelsea, And at the same time, whilst playing for Germany, I have not seen anything from Kai Havertz, which would make me want to play £65 million. million I do not understand it. Arteta plays with one striker. He plays like that, 4 2 2-3-1. But I've heard rumours, or not rumours, I've read that Arteta wants... Kai Havertz to play the number eight role, which Granit Xhaka's been playing. So it would be, as it stands now, party as the holder, and then uh, Odegaard and Kai Havertz as your midfield. Obviously, they want Declan Rice. Mates. right? Let me let me let me paint a picture for you, right? Arsenal versus United. Okay, they line up similar formations: four-two-three-one or four-three-three. And United lineup with Casemiro in the pivot, with Bruno Fernandes and Mason Mount either side against Odegaard and Havertz ahead of Thomas Partey, we'll say, because Declan Rice isn't there. Like, is it just me or is that midfield getting absolutely outworked physically and, and from a distance, work rate, running, everything from casimiro bruno and mason mount but also bruno fernandez as we know creates the most chances in the premier league mason mount is the one who's going to do the kind of passing and stuff like thomas party or even if you put declan rice in there because i think the problem declan rice is going to have if he goes to arsenal or united but particularly arsenal is Declan Rice is used to almost playing as like a de facto centre-back for, for West Ham. They play so deep. He plays so deep. He's going to have to play in Arsenal's. If you play signs for Arsenal, he is going to have to play almost on the halfway line and in, his, in the opponent's half. He's not used to doing that. So it's a completely different role in a completely different area to the pitch. So there's no guarantee that he will be able to do that. Then if you put... <laughs> Kai Havertz in front of him in midfield. That's insanity to me. Honestly, That I just do not get it. Do you know, Declan Rice, it's a weird one, right? Because when on paper you look at it, do De Man City need Declan Rice? No. But actually, what have I said to you? That role which John Stones played last year, where he, in the lineup, he's a centre-back, but he effectively plays like CDM. And then they play with the three central defenders. The two fullbacks are actually centre backs, and they are kind of all push in and push up and they get the overload. What if I said to you, right? Take John Stones out of that, and you're going to put Declan Rice in that. So he's going to be the centre back who becomes a defend de facto midfielder. John Stones is going to play the Akanji role on the right of the defense. And so it'd be Ruben Dyers. John Stones and whoever the left one is, depending on the day, and Declan Rice is the one who pushes into midfield. That's almost like the perfect role for him because it's almost like the role he also plays for, like West Ham, because he plays so deep and he plays. He almost plays. He has played centre back as well, so I can see 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 why City might want him to play that role. Um, good with Godongan going like I wouldn't be surprised to see City go and get like a like a really top-level attacking midfielder they brought Kovacic in who's good but he's 29 they've got quite an old squad City have their average age is like 28 29 but I actually think um you could put Jack Grealish in there and get the best out of Jack Grealish if he played the role that Gdungan played last year like getting in the spaces arriving late in the box but also, they've got Phil Foden on the bench, who didn't play. They've also got Calvin Phillips. I think Calvin Phillips goes. I think Calvin Phillips to Arsenal would be an interesting shout. Um, Honestly, the Kai Havertz thing, I just do not get. Declan Rice, I think. So, I thought it seemed pretty clear that he wanted to go to Arsenal. But then, when you can't cut, couple in this as well, then. Declan Rice, Luke Shaw and Mason Mount were all best mates. If Mason Mount goes to United, which looks very likely, maybe Declan Rice goes to Man City and they all live in Manchester together. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a weird one, isn't it? But like, so on paper, you think, oh, why do Man City don't need Declan Rice? But do you know what Fergie did so well over the years? Is every time he won trophies, he made the team stronger. So... It's an interesting one. I think Arsenal, surely they won't get beaten to another big name they want, like Martinez before and and a few others uh, over the years that they've been pipped to. Who was the lad who went to Chelsea last year when he was pretty much all but agreed to go to Arsenal? Modric was it. Jurian um, Timber, by the way, is a great signing for Arsenal. He's a really versatile, good foot. He can play full back, centre back, very, very good. Um, Rob Boyle says uh, clearly doesn't rate Smith-Rowe. Yeah, I think Smith-Rowe would be a good loan signing for someone. Don't think he would drop into the Championship if he would or did. I would love to see him at Cardiff City. He is the perfect player to play alongside Aaron Ramsey when you need. We talked about wanting to have legs and energy around Aaron Ramsey. There you go. But he's, I think he's too big for the Championship. I think he'd be, a, he'd be a... If they loan him out, he'd go to a Premier League club. I think they might even sell him. Um, Tommy Tornado says, ideally, uh, no, but it seems the only way you could compete is if you want to have a massive club. So this is about state... Would you accept state ownership? Ideally, no, but um, it seems the only way you could would compete is if you wanted to be a massive club. Having said that, I would not go back to play in red, even if it guaranteed success, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I've I've, been, I've only been back once uh, since the rebrand because of that exact reason, uh, and that was because my son wanted to go for his birthday. Um, so I'm with you, brother. With you all the way. Yeah, Phil Fulton on the bench is flipping insane, crazy. The depth they've got, and but you can understand. I can see why they want. I can I can see why Pat wants Declan Mice like it almost fits together like a jigsaw so so well um i really really like yeah, i can see it if i'm calvin phillips man i'm getting out of there like i get it he just won a treble blah 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 like man get out with it. like you you like at this point you just you play like five minutes here and there it's ludicrous um what other news we got right here's a controversial question for you all then in the, in the chit-chat. Mason Greenwood has been spotted training, um, not with United, I should say, just general t- football training. Um, obviously, all charges were dropped. Not found guilty of anything, but we all heard the tape and stuff like that. With, right, United at the point there now, they are having trouble in the transfer market because of the sale. The sale could take, it could be done tomorrow. It could take ages. If they get to like start of September and they still haven't signed the striker, I think he has to stay in their first team squad. I don't think he should, but I just think they'll have no choice. But I personally think they should sell him. But I also think that. So, from a business point of view, right? If I was the Manchester United people who are making the like the business people I'm talking, I would probably loan him out to an Italian club for two years, and then if he goes and scores a load of goals, you can sell him. If he doesn't, then you just let his contract run out and whatever, fuck him. So I can see the logic in that, like just loaning him out because there's loads of Juventus want him, like go there two years if he bangs like and scores loads of goals playing amazing after the two-year loan is up you can either sell him for big bucks because remember like he was 100 million rated player before all this so like you could just sell him and they can kind of just put it down to him being a cunt or if he's you know he never gets back to the levels he was at it's whatever you just let his contract go and they haven't got to deal with that. They just push it. They haven't got to deal with it. I think they're not going to sack. They can't sack him because he wasn't charged with anything. So they've either, the choices are sell him, keep him, loan him. So from a business point of view, if I'm Manchester United, I would loan him for two years. I would do a two-year loan to someone, Juventus, Milan, whoever wants him whatever there's no way that i would bring him back i don't think i would want him back if i'm 10 hard i wouldn't want him back at the moment because i think it's too much of a distraction the amount of abuse and hate that he's going to get the club's going to get is i just don't see a way back for him um <clears throat> the hate he would get is insane they've already there's been people within like the women's team the sponsors who said they don't want him and uh Rob Boyle says, wouldn't he be better off going to Saudi? I mean, that's an option, mate. I gotta say, like um if Saudi offered you like fifty million, if you're United and someone Saudi offered you fifty million for Mason Greenwood, you're taking that all day long isn't you. Because I think for United, for the people who are making the decision and, and whatnot, it's a no it's a no win situation. Because if they get rid of him, for they wouldn't get a lot for him unless he goes to Saudi because he hasn't played football for nearly two years. But then if you sell him for like a million and he goes and plays for Juventus and scores 30 goals a season for the rest of his career, you're kind of like, oh, why, did we, why did you get rid of it? You get all the criticism that side of it. But then also, so if you keep him, you get criticised. And if you don't keep him and he goes and does something and you get criticized, it's no win. So for me, the, the most intelligent thing to do is to loan him for two years and just get him out of your hair and get him away. And you know, he might be able to resurrect his career or whatever, whether he deserves to be able to do that is a conversation. You know, every single person will have their own individual view on that. It is what it is. Um. What else have we got? Um, well, just last thing on United, I guess. Unana, um has been linked. His agent has met with United this week. Um, was very impressive for Inter Milan in the Champions League um, final. You think he's exactly what United need. If I was the decision-maker, I would prefer Di- 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 Diogo Costa. I think he's, he's 23. He's a bit younger, but similar. Like, they're both like the sort of footballing goalkeepers who were around at the top level. Mm. But I think Anana, Anana is exactly what United need now. Um as you know De Gea's probably at his day. Um so it is raised. Tommy Tornado says football fan, football fans do forget, remember remember Zuma. Yeah, and look, there's all sorts. And I think like it's weird, right? It is weird, right? Because obviously rightly, you know, Mason Greenwood was arrested and then char- charged and then obviously dropped and blah blah but it, at, at the same time they had ronaldo playing for for them and it's like what are you gonna do i would i just don't i think it's a no-win situation rod is in the chat giving it a big admit. i said before it's um i didn't see that he'll play again it's just is where it is isn't it? it is what it is i do think that um like the loan is the it makes the most sense harry kane needs to grow a backbone rather while well. you're there i know you missed that i said he needs to grow a backbone and tell daniel levy i've given you my 20s give me my move that's what he needs to do because otherwise he's gonna what look back on his golden boots you know come on do me a favor um but yeah, that's my opinion on uh, on Mason Greenwood. That's my opinion on Harry Kane. That's my opinion also on Declan Rice and Man City and why they want him. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, what else have we got in the in the news this week of football? Um, no movement on the sale of Manchester United. Wilfred Zaha has jetted off on a stag deal. He's on a free transfer. Wilfred Zaha, yeah. Yeah, Rodder's just on about that. Anana and Mason Mount, they'll be done by next week. Two, two sign-ins, which Ten Hag fit perfectly into his into his system and what he wants to play beautifully. The keeper, particularly, but also Mason Mount and Fernandez as they change the system slightly because they'll play more of a 4 3 3. But it looks good. Um What a sign in by Newcastle. Kai Havertz, 65 million. Somebody tell me why Kai Havertz is worth 65 million. Nobody has been able to tell me any reason why he costs that much. He is shit. Been shit for two years. Chelsea have had him right off. Tommy Tornado says, Do you watch friendlies? Personally, got no interest in them. International friendlies are the most meaningless football matches in existence. Um, I just, I don't watch them half time. I got no interest in it. Just pathetic. I just, either. It does my head in those international breaks for friendlies. And ultimately, Tommy, I'll say this bit the Nations League is, until you get to like the business end of it, they're just glorified friendlies, and I really struggle with it. Preseason friendlies, they're good if your club has got a few signings in, and it's in, like a nice way to have a look at them and stuff, and some of the younger players. But a bit shit. Isn't it? Um, Rob Boyle, Kai was decent in the Bundesliga. When was that? Nineteen eighty-two. Fucking shit, 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 shit. And if if Artet is going to play him in midfield, then. Is he just doing that because he wants to be like Pep and be like ev- evolutionary and like change the player's position and make them great or whatever, like done with John Stones? Um, Tommy Tornado says, agreed, I scrap the Nations League, too much football, player welfare and all that. Yeah, mate, the, the player schedule from the season during COVID, from the start of that up until last summer, was insanity it was reckless um you'd also scrap the europa conference sorry west ham yeah i think um so i'm torn on the europa conference because i'm a big fan of back in the day when it was the cup winners cup the uo cup and the champions league or the uh, the european cup as it was because i enjoyed having like those three european competitions i do think there's something in that for the kind of smaller clubs to be able to compete at that level but um like we used to do the show like i do the show with Rodri, obviously every thursday and stuff and like it was just united just like playing every two days those players have got no and not just united all the teams are in that Europa league like they play on this on the weekend have a day off and then it's like oh shit we've got a game tomorrow or two days and it's like They've got no time to recover. There's just recovery all the time. No time to recovery. No time for the manager to implement his tactics. This is why I think Chelsea will do so well this year. Because they've got no European football. Like, Poch is going to just, like, stroll in on a Monday and be like, fucking right. Let's do a bit of tactics, implement his formation, his style, everything. And then and then Thursday, Friday, right, let's get ready for the game. Like, Potch is going to have it all day. I think Chelsea will do well this year. Potch will do well. Um, Robbo says, maybe I'm just greedy and selfish, but I love it all. Just love watching football. Yep, mate. Good for you, man. I can understand it. It's just those friendlies. I have real trouble with it. Um, Reece, poor old Reese is still trying to get it. He's having problems with his Facebook. He's going to re-download it. Mate, just go on YouTube. Just go on YouTube, brother. That's where the party's at. Um, Toby Tornado, I only watched the final, to be honest. Fair play to West Ham. We'd love to win it as a Cardiff fan. Yeah, and I mean, that's it, isn't it? Like, it's it's kind of shit, is it? If you're, like, watching it and that and you're know, out of it. But if you're in it, it's, you know, West Ham fans will never forget that. It was, you know, it was a proper night. And um, they deserved it as well. Declan Rice seeing off his time at West Ham. Good stuff. Right, um, as we sort of look towards wrapping this show up, let's have a quick flick through the... The headlines. Um, Shake Jassim, seen in a rare photo as five billion takeover of Manchester United starts to come to an end. Yeah, I think that's gonna be done soon, give it a week or so. Tell you what is uh will be a bargain for someone is um Hannibal, Hannibal leaving United. He impressed me at um Birmingham. Thought he done really well last year. Good set piece, good quality player for me if someone can bring that you know get get him in i take him all day um thomas party has agreed to move to juventus well juventus clearly did not watch the second half of that season of last season because the second half, from christmas thomas party was garbage and um he was really poor really really poor um and when they needed him he just hid and what i didn't realize is thomas party's dirty and again, going back to how hypocritical football fans are. People criticizing like Mason Greenwood coming back or not coming back. You got Ronaldo, you've got Alonso killed someone, you've got all these different players. Thomas Party's got this thing hanging over him. Still playing, man. Um, yeah, your phone's knackered, Reese Bro. You've broken it. Um so look, shame we don't have a Tommy Tornado, shame we don't. Don't have a backdoor route into Europe from Welsh football. Yeah, then were the days. Welsh Cup. But then if you wanted to if the Welsh FA wanted to do something with the Welsh Cup, they would allow Swansea and Cardiff and that to field under twenty three side in it. And then, you know, the winner gets into the conference or whatever, the conference qualifiers. I think it's a win win for everyone. But yeah not gonna happen um for various reasons Rob Bull any news on the boot and the limp returning um yeah I sent me and Barry being messaging a little bit be soon, I think soon 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 which is uh for anyone who doesn't know the boot and the limp is myself and former stand-up comedian Barry um ballistic bass Phillips and we just we go a bit x rated and we talk a lot of shit and Talk about it's not football necessarily, sometimes it is. Just talk a bit about everything and take the piss, try and make people laugh. And it's good fun. But it's a Patreon only show, so you want to get on that. It's very it's very funny, very enjoyable. You've got to sign up, patreon.com/slash ace podcast nation. Price for coffee per month. Bargain by all accounts. Do I miss Ninian Park? God, so much. I hate these new football stadiums they're soulless absolutely soulless and um like a lot of my favorite football memories as a watcher they're all from linyan park other than andy campbell my good friend uh on that note uh he'll be coming on very soon mr campbell super kev as well he's going to come on there over the summer when things on the football side have calmed down and stuff and so they're going to be on got a few other football guests lined up tomorrow morning 12 o'clock my story is a belter with uh none other than welsh champion kieran gethin and it is a proper proper good one um lots of discussions about different aspects of sport shall we say and women's sport that comes into it as well it's a really interesting conversation no holding back. Lots of discussion. Um I've put the message in to Dalman, as always for the yearly show. Um I think he's been a bit busy of late, but uh hoping that we do get to do that. It's been the last three years, haven't it? So it'd be a shame if that stopped. Um I will probably put a reminder in next next week to try and uh, lift that off a bit. Um got some cracking um particularly if you like a bit of boxing, if you're a proud Welshman the next two Saturdays got um kieran Gethin tomorrow and then next week is the hottest thing in boxing brandon scott is on and uh what an episode that is what an episode if you don't know who brandon scott is google him search him on instagram eddie hearn bloody loves him get involved sign up subscribe if you'd like to support the channel Get on patreon.com slash podcast nation it's only like two quid basically keeps the lights on really appreciate it if you can't do that for whatever reason i understand the times are hard we get it it's cool subscribe for free on youtube.com slash podcast nation follow on facebook twitter whatever get involved we love it i'll be back so what we got we got like monday next week We'll have the old, uh, what do we do Mondays? Mondays is a Patreon show. Sorry, I was getting confused then because I did one for the public on Monday. Monday is Patreon show. Get involved in that. Tuesday, nothing. Wednesday, Cardiff City Stroke Championship show. And then Thursday is the weekly footy news live. Saturday is my story. Sunday, it's the boxing card podcast Sugar and Silk produced by uh, Mr. Ben? Uh, it's produced by Ace Podcast Nation, hosted by Ben Doherty with uh, former professional boxer Michael Ola JD Jr., also Hollywood superstar as well. Um, so there is literally, other than Tuesday, there is a show out every single day if you're a Patreon, because Monday is the Patreon only. Take care. God bless. Thank you for the support. Sign up to patreon.com, please. Tady. Sports Social Podcast Network.